0: There's a Misa that I think I've mentioned before. It took place on the first night of Rosh Hashanah in the Chevron yeshiva. It was the year that the pogrom in Chevron took place. Tough reach pay Pogrom was on the 18th day of Av, and now it was Rosh Hashanah. There were Talmudim in the Yeshiva that were murdered. The Talmudim in the Yeshiva who were still suffering from serious wounds. And everybody in the yeshiva was broken to and they were not ready for Rosh Hashanah. The mood was somber. The ailam was a stickle depressed. But it was time for Mairiv. Rosh Hashanah. The Mashkiya Khrib Leib Khasman went over to a booker Bitsal Shakovitsky. And he said to him, Go Davin Mairiv. So B'tzalel said to the mashkiyach, I'm a bocher. The minig is somebody who's married. Davin's for the Ummad." So the mashkiyach said, No, I want you to daven. suits the Umud. So they started Mayrev. And there was no spirit, there was no ruach, somehow or other, it was just the mood of depression. <coughs> they said Borchu. They said the first bracha. Then they got up to the bracha of Avas Oilam. And for a while it's quiet. They're waiting for the shliach tzibur, And he's standing by the Omid crying. And finally he starts going over the end of the bracha. And he says, Via Voscho Al Tosir mi manuelamim. And he says it again, Via Voscho Al Tosir mi manuli oilamim. And soon the whole yeshiva picks up and they're singing together, Via Voscho, Al Tosir mi manuli oil, Via Voscho, al Tosir mi manuli oilamim. And finally, davening comes to an end. Rablaib Chasman goes over to Betzal Shakovitsky and he says, That's why I asked you to daven. They say, Chebron Yeshiva rebuilt itself on that marav. We are now at the end of the month of Elul. The month of Anila L'doidi V'doidi Li The month of Yavoscho Al-Tosir Mimenu L'Oilomim And we're entering Rosh Hashanah which is the time to say Shema Yisrael HaShem Alekeinu HaShem Echo The time to be Meqabal Malkh Shemayim. And Rosh Hashanah brings in a brand new Malkh Shemayim. And because of that because it heralds a new year. It's a new creation. Nothing that existed last year is guaranteed to exist this year. What you had last year is not guaranteed. Rosh Hashanah is a magical day of recreation. Sara Imenu was promised a child and she became capable of having a child on Rosh Hashanah. So was Hannah. so was Rochel. Rosh Hashanah is a magical day. And you can turn your life around on Rosh Hashanah. You can come to Baruch Hu and say, reboin Nishaloilam. I'm Kabul your Malchus. It's a new year and it's going to be a new me. There was a bocher, his name was Donil. He was not a bocher, he was a married man. He suffered terrible back pain. He postured could not function. He would learn with his son, and after 10 minutes he'd be writhing in pain, he had to lie down. His wife had to deal with a husband that was in pain most of the time. And this went on for 12 years. Finally, one year, his Rav says to him, Daniel, this year, Rosh Hashanah, I want you to know, Rosh Hashanah is a day of recreating the Bria. Do you believe that the Rabbein can give you a new back on Rosh Hashanah? What I want you to do is daven this Rosh Hashanah and tell HaKadosh Baruch Hu. My son Yoini deserves a father who can learn with him. My wife deserves a husband that she can live with like a mensch. Reboi please, give me a refuah. Is on Rosh Hashanah, things can change. Everything is capable of being recreated on Rosh Hashanah. So he had a Rosh Hashanah sha'ain Kamayu. He had a tiny dibber for 48 hours, and he poured out his heart. After the yomim Toivim, he went to his doctor to get more pain pillars. He comes into the doctor's office. The doctor wasn't there. There's a young kid, fresh out of medical school. He's taken over. And he says... I need three months worth of Valentrian, and I need it both in uh, pills and with injections. So the doctor looks at him and he says, That's heavy medication. He says, Listen, I've been taking this for 12 years, just give me the prescription. He says, Did you ever have an MRI on your kidneys? He says, what are you talking about? I've been to doctors. I've been to America. I've been to the top specialist, This hocks to me a cup, an MRI on my kidneys. He says, I'm ordering you an MRI in the kidneys. Okay, the next thing he knows, he's taken an MRI. And they find his kidneys are 22% blocked, which can cause terrible back pain. So he has the operation. They clear up his kidneys, whatever had to be done. And he, no more back pain. Rosh Hashanah is a day of greatness. It's a day that you can ask HaKadosh Baruch and you can become a different person. However, there's some people that they don't take advantage. They don't take advantage. I want to tell you the Torah gives you a mechila for every aveira. There's one aveira the Rebbe will not forgive you for. So you'll say, yeah, if you kill somebody. No. If you kill somebody, you can do tshuva. If you steal, you can do tshuva. What does the Torah say you can't do tshuva for? So it says in our parsha, if there's a person... Who hears the words of the Torah, and he hears the brachas, and he hears the clawless, and he says, Shalom alai nafshi, kimashri <speaking in> rusli mi His Borech milvovo yem loimat, the person says to himself, Shalom alai nafshi, I'm gonna be okay, chill out, don't get so excited, Rosh Hashanayim Kippur, everybody freaks out. In the Pasuk. If you want to be Mr. Cool and you want to think that Rosh Hashanah is not so important and Yom Kippur is not so important and I don't have to worry about all of this talk Hashem won't want to forgive you Many Bochrim think it's not cool to do tshuva it's not cool to scream by Yavor It's not cool to shuckle. It's not cool to close your eyes and really talk to a Kaddish It's not cool to get involved in tshuva and, and looking into your Meissen. Well, I have news for you Gehenim ain't so cool either. But you should know, the Chalal Maisis Hakadosh cares. We might not care, but Hakadosh Baruch Hu cares. We might say, "Why should I put on a show?" You know what happens after after Yom Kippur? I go straight back to where I was. Yeah, I can play the game, I can do tshuva, I can shuckle. I can scream, I can say I'm going to be better, I'll make a kabbalah here and there. You know what happens? Three days after Yom Kippur, I'm back where I started. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I just want to be who I am. There's a miser. There's a guy in Eretz Row. He was a mechanic. He ran a garage, fixed cars. His name was Tzviki. He had a person that worked for him. His name was Yossel. So one day after work, Tzvika says to Yossel, listen, uh, we're taking off next week. He says, really, why are we taking off? He says, I'm marrying off my son, making a chasna. I'm taking a week off, the chasna, sheva brachas, and so you can go on vacation also. And also, you're invited to the wedding. Okay. So, Tzviki goes home and uh, he takes a long shower, gets off all the grease and the grime and the slush and the mud and the schmutz from lying under cars all day long and the grease and the grime. And then he gets a new suit. Brand new pair of shoes and a new hat. And he comes to the chasna, his face is shining, his hands are clean. And he's greeting all the guests. And Yossi comes in and he walks right by him. So Svika turns to Yossi and says, Yossi, what do you, don't say mazel tov to your boss? He says, Svika, I didn't even recognize you. You look so different. So he says to him, you don't get it. This is the way I always look. This is the real me. The guy you see in the garage is not me. That's the guy covered with schmutz and grease and grime and sludge and slime. That's not me. The real me is who I am now. You want to know who the real you is? It's the real you on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Without the sludge of aveiros without the shmutz that's encrusted in our neshamahs. That's who you are. Go through a Rosh Hashanah and Kippur and feel what it feels like to rediscover the real me. Who I am, who I could be, who I should be. And you need to know Hashem really cares. Adam Marishain ate from the Eitz HaDas, the very first day of creation. He destroyed everything. Kaddish Baruch who knocked him down became much less than he was. He was driven out of Gan Eden. He brought Misa to the world. He brought the Yetzer Hara to the world. And because of him, we say Eicha. We say Eicha on Because all of the Tzoros we have in the world stem from this Chet Rishon. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't say, Eicha. What does it say in the Posuk? Vayikra ayeka. ayeka. is the same letters as the word Eicha. But HaShem doesn't say, Eicha, oy mir, alas, what has happened? HaShem calls on them and He says, Ayeka, where are you? I miss you, I care for you, I'm worried about you. Ayyeko, where are you? The Baruch who cares about every single one of us. Wherever you may have drifted, whatever you may have done, no matter how you feel or what you think about yourself, the Reboi loves you and cares for you and he's asking you the question, "Ayeka, where are you? Where were you last year? Where have you come this year? But I'm worried about you. You're my little Yankel. I'm worried about you. Ayeka, where are you? No matter where and who you are, HaKadosh Baruch Hu cares. There was a Yid who lived in Florida. The told over by a cousin who was from... Whenever he came to America on business, he would make it a point to visit his cousin. His cousin was not religious. When he came, he put on a, one of these white yarmulkes that you find someplace. Once he comes and he visits him, he's wearing a normal yarmulke, there's a mezuzah on the doors, he even sees a few sforim. There's an art scroll, Gomorrah. Of course, there's a felt time safer there, too. And he says, what's going on over here? So he tells him it was Rosh Hashanah. And he's sitting on the porch with his wife. And all of a sudden, he sees a bunch of people walking down to the beach. Now normally when you see people going to the beach they're going with a surfboard maybe with a rubber ducky and they got a bathing suit. These guys are going with suits, hats they don't look like they're going surfing. And he says to his wife hey, I know what they're doing I remember they're doing Tashlech. And suddenly he says, Let me go join them. And he grabs a yarmulke and he runs out to greet them, to, to go with them. And he walks down to the beach with them. Somebody offers him a moxer and says, Would you like to say what we're saying? You know how to read Hebrew. He says, Yeah, I know how to read Hebrew. And so he gives him the moxer and he says the psukim. Then a the guy comes over to an older yid. And he says to him, did you hear Schaefer yet today? He says, no. He says, would you like me to blow for you? He says, fine. So he says, by the way, my name is Moshe Katz, and I'm the Baltoikeya over here. And he blows him 30 koilas. And then he says again, by the way, my name is Moshe Katz, I'm the Baltoikeya. and so if you need anything, just let me know. He goes back up to his house and he says to his wife, Blanche, you know I just met a guy, he blew the shoifer for me, I haven't heard the shoifer in years, he said his name was Moshe Katz, his wife turns white, she says what did he look like, he was an old man, he had green eyes. Beautiful face, shiny complexion, very kind. And he says, What's the matter? You look white. She says, My father's name was Moshe Katz, and he was the Baltikeya in Preshburg. And you were describing the man that looks like my father. After he heard that, they went to the local Rav and they spoke to him and they became Choyzer B'tshuva. The Rabbi Yishem sent a person to blow Scheifer. He sent the Zeda, the father of that lady to blow Scheifer to bring back those people. So someone went to rab Chaim Kanievsky, Zechot and asked him, what's the Pshat? Why did this happen? and Reb Chaim said when he put on that yarmulke and he decided to say Tashlich, he made the first move once he made the first move Borchu would take care of the rest make the first move you come to yeshiva you daven, make a kabbalah, decide this year it's going to be real I'm going to be better I'm going to do the best mm-hmm. I can I'm going to daven better I'll find a way to daven better, I'll focus more, I'll learn more. Whatever it is, make the first move. <coughs> and a Kaddish will take care of the rest. Kaddish was a father, who was waiting for us to come home. It was a mice. It was a Yid going to Washington. Traveling on Amtrak, gets on the train. It's something like a three-four hour ride from New York to Washington. The train is mamish crowded, and he's getting tired. It's a long trip. Finally, there's one empty seat. Nobody really wanted to sit there because right in front of that seat there was a kid sitting with a hoodie looking like a gangster. So he figures, I'm tired. I'm going to sit down anyway. He sits down across from the kid. Kid doesn't look up for a while. And a few minutes later, he looks up and he adjusts his hoodie and he sees there's a yarmulke on the kid's head. And he says to the kid, you want to talk? You look like something's bothering you. The kid says, nah. But he sees he really wants to talk. Finally, he says, come on. What's going on? You seem like you're upset. You seem like something's bothering you. You can talk to me. So the kid starts talking. And he says, let me tell you. I grew up. I was what you would call a loser. I went to school. I never had any friends. I was into my own stuff. Slowly but surely, I got turned off. The parents tried very hard. They gave me whatever they could. They bought me a computer. Back in the old days, a computer, it looked like a big TV set. And I was addicted to my computer. I created a program which I could calculate a baseball player's batting average to the second after every at-bat and the ERA and the RBIs and everything. I could calculate it. You could call up at any time and you can find out for me the statistics. I was a bucky in every single statistic and I created a computer program and I started to make money. Eventually, I left my parents, moved to New York, threw away a lot of my Yiddishkeit. Eventually, somebody else came out with the same program free of charge, and I lost all my money. Had nothing to eat, no place to be. Friends I had were not really friends, and basically, I hit bottom. And I finally realized there's only one place where somebody really maybe cares about me. And that's my parents. So I wrote my parents a letter. And I told them, I know that I've caused you a lot of grief, a lot of agmasnefesh, a lot of pain. But now I have no place to go and I want to come home. But I can't blame you if you don't want me in your house. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get on the train. When we pass the stop where you live, near the train where it stops is a tree, if you want me to come home Just put a white ribbon on the tree. And I'll look at it. And if the ribbon is on the tree, I'll get off and I'll know you're going to accept me to come home. But if it's not there, I'll understand and I'll just keep going to someplace else. So he says, I'm waiting. We're getting to that stop pretty soon. My life is hanging in the balance. I don't know if my parents want me home or not. I'm even afraid to look. So the guy says, Okay, you don't have to look. I'll look for you. You just tell me where the tree is. So he tells him the tree is. After the train stops, you look to the right. In the corner, you'll notice that there's a tree, an oak tree. The kid is very nervous, and the train gets closer and closer. And finally, it's pulling into the station. The kid is looking down. He's afraid to look. And the man says, oh, I see the tree. I see the tree. I see which tree you're talking about. Wait a second. Wow. He says, there's not just one ribbon. The entire tree is covered with white. And your parents are in front of the tree. Get off the train. Hurry up. Your parents are waiting. The tree is totally white. Is rabbi say, we're going to come on Rosh Hashanah to the base of Medrash and the parochas is completely white. The Sifrei Teira are covered in white. Everything is white. Because HaKadosh Baruch is also saying to us, come home. I want you I'm waiting for you. Ayeka, where have you been? You have to realize Avoscho Al Tosir mi loves every one of us more than a father loves a child. And Rosh Hashanah is that magical day <coughs> that you can turn your life around. You can become a great person. You can live your dreams and aspire for greatness. You should all be zayche to a good gebencht a year, a year where you can realize who you are and feel great about what you can be. Am Yeretz Hashem, all be zayche to a ksiva vachasim vatoiv, Am Hashem.